Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian, where wisdom, knowledge, and experience meet the public. And we're live. This is your host, Julian on Enlighten Me. Thank you all for joining and uh, tuning in to Enlighten Me. You know how we get started. If you want to join, go ahead and send me an email at enlightenmejulian at gmail.com. Still the five stars across the board. I think Spotify is 4.7, 4.8. Go and check it out. Please share this podcast, rate this podcast. And uh, yeah, we should be good to go from there. Uh, We're still hitting 102 countries, 22 platforms. Video podcasts are, yeah, but you know, we're trying. We're making do what we can. And God is good at all time. Before we get started, I have a guest. Uh, Can you please introduce yourself? I'm Jamie Johnson. I've been in the construction industry for about 10 to 12 years and I am looking forward to being here and explaining to you how I started my business and hopefully sharing some lessons learned. And she is fantastic. She's helped me with my business. I uh, started the business for online training now. So those are going to get the uh, slim waist, big booty or whatever's going on, hot girl summer body, or you're looking to bulk up, get some gangs, fellas, solo summer. Just made that up on top of the dome. Just hit me up and we can get you right. You know, all kidding aside, you know, health is very important and I'm here to help. And Newbreed's in the cut. So again, thank you, Jamie, for joining. So I got a lot of information off the SBA website and that's something I will uh, recommend because I did start Newbreed back in 2016 off the SBA. I met up with them in person and it was a tremendous help. And first from first, LLC, DBA, INC, S Corp, sole proprietor, and C Corp. So we'll just go with LLC first. That's the most profound one that everybody attributes to. Can you explain a little bit in that, please? Yeah. um, LLCs are the most popular choice of business for small business owners because they offer liability protection without all of the paperwork and some of the red tape that some of the corporations require. But LLCs are relatively easy to start up and maintain. They also offer more flexibility in terms of how the business is managed and how profits are distributed among members. But uh, yeah, LLCs are probably the easiest and uh, least liable when it comes to legalities and, and tax laws. So that's why it's probably one of the more common ones. But there are a multitude of businesses and business structures that you can get into. I I personally recommend going through a an actual CPA or an attorney or a taxpayer to sit down and look at what your needs are and determine which one is the best structure for you to get started. CPA certified personal accountant. Is that is that right? Damn. Yep, certified public accountant. Yep. Ah, uh, that's close. Okay. I'm oh, trying. Um, <laughs> what about? <laughs> Uh, INC. I know that's not one that we probably mess with right now, but in due time. So INC is just an abbreviated, it's an abbreviation for incorporated or corporation. So under INC could fall your S corporation or C corporation or B corporation. The main thing to remember with these different structures is it's going to change higher, ultimately higher taxed. So once you set up your business, you can have an LLC and also be, choose to be taxed as an S-Corp or choose to be taxed as a C-Corp. There are different uh, benefits and disadvantages that come with, with both. But yeah. once you, you talk to that 
CPA or taxpayer professional and they can guide you through that process. And as you mentioned, you went through SBA. SBA is also a great tool for people starting a business. They can also walk you through that process. They have, uh, you know, veterans that have been in the business that have been doing this, that are retired, that actually volunteer their time to help you yeah. start and grow your business. Again, they're, they're phenomenal. Is it small business? Association, administration, administration. Yeah. Oh, I'm all there. There isn't a small business association, but they're not federal. Uh, small business administration is federal, and they fund all of the help that they can provide for you. Now, you're you're saying LLC and then S corp for tax versus purposes. Is that yeah. correct? Yep. Okay, you don't get taxed once a year. Right. Typically, with an S corp, you're only taxed once a year. You, there are different requirements that you have to follow as far as paperwork. One of the main things that I'll touch on um, briefly here is just when you start up as an LLC tax as an S-Corp, you do have to determine a fair and reasonable salary to pay yourself. It's a little bit more, it, it's a little more involved when it comes to the paperwork and the accounting you got to be very careful when you're transferring funds from your business account to your personal account when it comes to an S-Corp. You do have to determine a fair and reasonable salary deemed by the IRS and make sure that you're following those guidelines. So there is a little bit more involved with an S-Corp. There are tax benefits, of course, with being taxed as an S-Corp. But that is something definitely that if you're looking at doing that, you should definitely talk to your CPA or, or taxpayer. We okay, so we're gonna just go off with SBA again. Uh, I'm not getting paid by them, they're not paying me, they reach out to me. But you know, that is somebody I do trust, and they have business plans on their website, so you can go hit them up, look at it, or even Google it, whatever it may be. So, the first one is conducting market research. Of course, you were saying that you want to see what type of market you're in. Do you think you can prevail in an oversaturated market like a fitness apparel company? Yeah, you absolutely can. Market research is going to be one of the more important things that you do when it comes to starting your company and scaling your business. And in doing market research, you'll be able to identify key competitors. And the most important thing with identifying your competitors is also identifying what sets you apart from them and what makes yeah. you so special. So definitely do your research and research your competitors, see what they're doing, what, what they're successful at, and also what some of their downfalls are. And that will really help you when it comes to scaling your business. So it'd be market research, solution, then or problem, then solution, because you want to figure out what the problem is based upon what you research and then how you can solve it. Right, exactly. And I think an important thing to remember, too, is, you know, whatever business you start, it should be something that you have experience in. So if last tech, last tech, oh my gosh, don't get don't get crucified on that. Don't know who they are. Oh, esthetician, right? Okay, okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Yep, my ratings went down. I'm done. Sorry, I won't speak. I don't want to get canceled, but yeah, you you do need to you did need to know what you're doing, and it also in term with in terms of funding, if you're going for funding they're going to look at that and see how much experience you actually have in the industry that you're starting a business in. So you should already know mostly what the problem is in the industry that you're trying to open a business in and also how to solve that. But you'll also have to know what sets you apart from your competition. So we'll, we'll use Lash Tech because it's simple, easy. So if that person had a nice 
thought out business plan. Like everything's down to the T. And they went to, to a bank. Do you think that bank would still give them the grant or the loan based upon their business plan? Or would it, it be depends. like, no? No, I mean, if it depends. If you've got a really well-written business plan and you go in there like you know what you're doing and you've got experience in the industry, chances are that'll make the bank feel more comfortable to lend you that money. But there are also other factors that play into that, which could be, do you, you know, what your income is now? Are you fundable? Uh, do you have any collateral assets that you could put up for, you know, in place of a down payment for a loan? There are a lot of things that come into play when you're talking about funding that, you know, you would go through with your lender and, and they would, explain that to you not only explain that to you but you would have to qualify for whatever okay. loan that you're trying to get but yeah the, and they, the yes, they use your credit score too right they do they, they they do use your personal credit score as well there are so if you were to go for funding and you were to get declined um, the SBA does help with funding for new business owners and basically to qualify to go through those funding programs you would have to have two letters of declara declaration saying that you were declined for funding for whatever reason. As long as you're fundable and it wasn't due to like a of income or bad credit, then yeah, the SBA will back you. I think up to like eighty five percent for a loan. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. And that was the next uh, bullet point was uh, write your business plan out. So I guess that that covers that. Yeah, and they, the SBA will also help you do that. So there's SCORE officers that they have, which stands for Service Corps of Retired Executives. Basically, those are the the individuals that are retired that have done this, been there before, and are willing to volunteer their time to help you know, men and women who uh, are starting businesses. They'll help you manage and get your business up and running because you know they've done it before. They've been through it, and they want to help other people do the same. Okay. And I know that uh, some of the things that you're helping with my business, uh, LegalZoom and Rocket Lawyer, uh, I, I was able to write contracts for uh, virtual training, legal contracts that I can have people sign off on. So those are two good ent entities to use as well. Would you suggest anything? I think WorkUp or something like that. I know Etsy's one to sell things, but what yeah. else? Yeah. So when you start your business, I think Rocket Lawyer is definitely a great choice. I personally used Inkfile because they don't require any upfront, upfront fees. And I decided to fund my business basically through my own main source of income. So I was still working when I started the business. But yeah, I, Rocket Lawyer is a great one. They have templates for forms that you can use to get started. And you know, Inkfile has the same thing. They also help make sure that you're compliant, making sure that you are filing your, your required annual reports every year for whatever state that you live in based on the due date. Um, but yeah, if, especially if, if you're going to try to fund the business on your own without going through a lender and you're doing it while you're working, then I would absolutely recommend Rocket Lawyer or an ink file where it kind of takes some of the burden off of you filing the paperwork and taking the time out to do it yourself. You have that that added help. Okay. And uh, I always bring up uh, Lash Tech because my friend Raina, she's a Lash Tech and I was going to call the police on her because she's not certified. So the next one is fund your, oh, we carry fund your business. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Uh, pick your business, pick your business location. So I know if you have a home, can you, I don't know, can you do it with an apartment? You can actually use your, uh, I guess, one of your rooms as where your business is. You can. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, it depends on what you're comfortable with. I, I don't normally recommend 
signing up your business under your residential address just because mm. it's public and people people know where you live. Uh, they can connect the two. But what about PO box? If you get a PO box for it, I PO boxes are okay too. There there are certain depending on where you're trying to incorporate or start your business. There are certain, like DC, for instance, you have to have a brick and mortar actual address to qualify to become a certified business entity, which wins you a lot of government contracts in DC. So it's very important. So a, okay. PO, a PO box in DC probably wouldn't work. But again, it depends on you know your your municipality. I would recommend having a virtual office type setup that has you know an actual brick and mortar that you could go in and pick up your mail. It has conference rooms. Just for those certain certifications, yeah. And some of them you can find pretty cheap. They're like 50 bucks a month, which really? goes straight into your overhead, and you can write it off. Yeah, absolutely. Like a little, like a, like a, like a little office room? Like what are you talking about? Because I think that setting would help me tr- transcend, to be honest, like just being in a little setting. Yeah, so there are retailers that will find virtual office spaces for you where you can go and they'll have a mailbox for you with your business name on it. And... You can actually set up in one of the conference rooms for an hour or two, depending on what the rates are. Some of them, the rates are baked into your whatever you pay monthly, and you get like an allotted time per month to use conference rooms and meeting spaces. Others, you you pay per the hour, which is still convenient if you're not conducting a lot of in-person business, which a lot of people aren't now. Post-COVID. Yeah. So it's just a great way to you know have a more professional presence. It's not a residential address. It, it's a standard brick and mortar. You'll get a suite number. But uh, there are other there are options like that that are pretty inexpensive. You could throw it in with the operating cost of your business as you start up. Okay. And uh, you already said business type of structure. We already said LLC, sole, sole proprietorship. Jesus. And now we're on <laughs> to choose your business name. Um, So we spoke briefly on domain. What is a domain exactly? Domain is where your website and your emails are going to be, or where they're going to live. So you basically set up your domain name based on, obviously, whatever you choose your name to be for your business structure. And I would say when you go in to start your business and you're checking your local name search to see if your name is available. Also check the domain and make sure that whatever domain you want to use is available. Because I have seen times and I've been through it myself where I picked a name that wasn't really available online and I had to hyphenate and do all these crazy things. And you know, yeah. in the website world, they do say stay away from hyphenation if you can. So yep, I, I would do say the same look thing. at both. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I would say look at both. Yeah, when I was doing it out here in Florida, I was like, oh, new breed, gang, you know, gang stuff all the time. And I was looking it up, and somebody already <laughs> took it. It has no relation or correlation with their business, but they took my name. I should hit her up and email because it shows her email. But, yeah, um, yeah <laughs> she probably, like, sue me or something. But, um, yeah, so make sure the name's available. In Virginia, when I was in Virginia, uh, the name was available. And now, of course, I'm in Florida now. So, yeah. yeah. So the, register your business. I guess we kind of yeah. talked about that. Yep, register, make sure you stay compliant. So every state is going to require an annual report. You Basically, I, I file that with my taxes. I go through my taxpayer. You can do it on your own. It's not hard. You just answer some questions about your business and what you did for the year. But basically, to stay compliant and stay in good standing, you need to make sure that that annual report gets filed every year. And it's it's different statewide. So check your local local offices and make sure that you are 
you know, up to par with what the local regulations are. Okay. What about uh, federal, I said get federal, get federal and state IDs? Um, as far as? Us is getting your federal and state tax IDs. Oh, your EIN numbers. So once you, once you set up your business, you can go and apply for your EIN number. It usually, it doesn't take long at all. I think I got mine within like two to three days. And your EIN is basically your social security number for your business. And that's how you're going to apply for and build your business credit. And that's going to become very important. So, of, of course, at the start, especially if you're not going through a lender, your personal credit is going to be used for certain things. There are companies that you can go through that will help you build your business credit without using your personal credit. Um, but it does take a while. You could you know, six months to a year to build the credit profile and then make sure that it's in, in good standing. That doesn't seem, that doesn't seem that bad. What about no. license and permits? I know, uh, not something else. What about license and permits? So when you start your business, it's really easy to go in and inform your LLC or your proprietor, sole proprietorship or your partnership or whatever the case. You want to make sure that you check the local and state levels to make sure that they don't have any ad additional requirements, depending on the state and the county. Um, I know Virginia has a lot of stipulations in place per county. So depending on where you are, you do need to check and make sure that you don't need some sort of you know, business license or contractor's license or anything additional to operate and collect money in that state and city. And that's like sell seller's license, correct? Correct. It could be a seller's license. It could be an actual business license. I know DC requires a business license to conduct business in DC as a, as a local entity. Yeah. It's, it's more expensive to incorporate in DC, but yeah, DC has a few additional requirements as well as Virginia. I think there are certain counties in Virginia that have a little heftier requirements than I've seen in other counties like Charles County and Waldorf, Maryland. But yeah, just I would make sure that you check with your state and local authorities and make sure that you're compliant. So I will say if you do have the means to get a compliance officer and, and go through someone to help you keep your business compliant, I, it's money well spent. And it's another thing you can write off in your taxes. It's part of your overhead. It's your cost of doing business. So I, if you can afford it, I would definitely invest in a compliance officer to help keep your company compliant. So they will file your annual reports. They'll check the state and local requirements for starting a business and make sure that you are in good standing. And all of this, uh, you can write this all off on your taxes. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yep. Okay, sweet. It would sweet. all be that's... considered as a loss. That makes sense. Okay. So turning the tides, what do you? Why do you think? <clears throat> excuse me. Why do you think about twenty percent of businesses fail within the first two years, and about fifty percent fail in the first five years, and it goes so on and so forth? I, I can speak to what I've seen in in my industry, and what I've seen with some of the businesses that I've either helped or, or spoke with or tried to mentor a lot of it comes down to a lack of planning and or a lack of capitalization and basically resources so i think the number one thing from all that is planning you you'll know how to plan out your your resources based on how much capital you have, based on what your pipeline is, based on who you know you're going to be speaking to to drum up that business for the next three to five years or whatever have you. 
if you have a good plan, it's going to be really difficult for you to fail. You have to have a plan, stick to it, and be consistent. But uh, it all starts with the plan. And moving on from the plan, I, I've seen a lot of companies fail too because they didn't have the resources or the or the capital or you know the money to continue and fund their business and make sure that it it ran smoothly. So. For what I do with Johnson East, I typically go in and I help the startups and to mid-sized companies run their businesses that that do have those gaps with resources or, you know, maybe they don't have the capital. So we work out a, a payment structure that works for them until they grow. And then when they grow, I grow. So th- yeah. those are the kind of businesses that I tailor myself to because I've seen it happen so much. And a lot of them do fail um, just be- simply because they don't have all of their resources in place. So. You kind I of home in. Go ahead. <laughs> so it starts with a plan. <laughs> you cut. You say it kind of homes in. You home in Johnson East homes on like more government contracts. You per se. Just the smaller startup to mid-sized Startups. companies, right? That need the help that don't have the capital or don't have the resources. We try to jump in and fill those gaps where need be. Brilliant. I love it. Um, I will say one thing I've seen is over ambition. Uh, as I said previously. Um, <laughs> That uh, people, I guess, they exert themselves and they feel like what they're doing should be rebounded with reward. And I think when people are like, yeah, I did this, that, 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 and they're not bringing in that type of clientele or money, they're like, I should be reaping the benefits of my labor or, or the fruits of my labor. I'm like, it takes time and patience and discipline and dedication. And people just give up within like the first three or four months. And that's what I saw when I, when I moved Newbreed to uh, Virginia. I had a lot of gentlemen around me, you know, like-minded gentlemen. And... We were building and bouncing off each other and creating contrasting ideas, but then they didn't see any reward back. And while I'm progressing, they all just defaulted their business. So I, I will say, please be patient. I stopped new breed probably like twice because once I was a drill sergeant and uh, other personal reasons. But you know, for the main part, I'm just patient because I know in, in due time, it will prevail. It takes time. Yeah, absolutely. I think starting a business is definitely rewarding it's fulfilling it's it's something that's really great to do you know you can you can you can pass down a great company you can't pass down a great job so it's, it's definitely mm. something that i encourage people to do and it's it seems like a lot but it's really not you just go in with a plan you can do it and stick to it be consistent but yeah i, I will say it, you know, it is easy to get burnt out and feeling that burnout sometimes leads to discouragement and people they quit but yeah. you just have to be very selective. You know, there's going to be a lot of marketing involved, a lot of networking events that you should attend, but it's good to be selective and how many events you're going to and what you're doing and making sure that your effort is spent strategically building your brand. Yeah. I know some events will pay $10,000 a ticket for, uh, for you to come out there. Yeah, certain events are, yeah, they, they can, they can get pretty hefty. That's yeah. also a write off. So. Hey, write it off. I know. Um, I, I did see one thing probably a while ago. It says enjoy the process. Don't just uh, enjoy like the reward. So as you're building, enjoy it. Look around you. Be like, yo, I created this. I did this. The process is moving. The process is going forward. It's going to be a bumpy ride. It's going to be hills, valleys, like anything in life. But enjoy the process. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And the people you're around too. I know I used to run like a mini shark tank back in like 2018. <laughs> uh, I was trying to, I was trying to grow. And, um, you know, dislike-minded people help a lot. The company you keep. So whether it's your spouse, your girlfriend, your husband, your boyfriend, side chick, wherever it may be, just make sure the company you keep is good. 
Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I'll come out on the side chick. But, I, um, I was going to say, I don't know about side chick. Sometimes I'll come on the side Teach chick. Teach sneaky, <laughs> sneaky links and all y'all weird stuff that goes on. I don't know. I'm praying for y'all. Um, I think in the inflexibility too, I know that when Newbreed was doing his thing and people were just, I was like a like fitness apparel only. People were just wearing it out to wear it. And I'm like, at first I was like, man, what you doing? But then other people started wearing out just for fun. Like, yo, I like the way this rocks. And I'm just like, okay, let me adapt to this. Let me flow with this because I'm still advertising as fitness and people are still wearing it for fitness, but people are just wearing it for leisure as well. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. It's still, still good in my manner. Yeah, absolutely. That's all part of your market research. You're constantly doing research and seeing how people react to the product or service that you're selling and you evolve off of that, but you have to pay attention. Now, are you familiar with TikTok? Because TikTok, I think, is one of the biggest advertising agencies right now. They beat out Google right. in 2021 for sure. Yeah, I'm familiar with TikTok. Yeah, I'd be TikToking yeah. it up. Um, <laughs> I just started doing... <laughs> I just started damn doing like reels to try to promote fitness and stuff like that so people can gravitate towards me. But it's interesting. I had somebody reach out to me, uh, Colleen. She reached out to me. Thank you, Colleen. And she was saying like she advertises her business through it and it's it's transcended drastically in that in that realm. Yeah, I think anything that you can do to get your name out there uh, that makes sense with what you're doing and in, in your brand, you should definitely do it. Marketing is going to be the face of your business. It's it's almost like when you're starting out brand new, it doesn't even really matter how how good you are unless you already have clients and you can get clients based off word of mouth. But if you don't have a client base and you're starting brand new, marketing is going to be extremely important because that's what everyone's going to see first before they even know who you are, before they even know how you work or how good you are. It, it's marketing is going to be the face of your business that they see first. That's very true. And that's that's why you are your business card. You are, yeah, absolutely. So I can't act too crazy on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I've been recorded no. already. <laughs> so, um, would you suggest? I think you you were telling me offline. People using their own money. I think it was called like boot lace tie or something like that. <laughs> yeah, bootstrapping. There, um, oh damn! I don't know why it's called that. I'm not sure where the term came from. I should probably look it up. But yeah, I chose to bootstrap because I already had clientele. I just needed the paperwork in place to be able to actually complete the work. So for me, it was more of like, okay, I just need to get started. I need the LLC in place. Clients are already ready to go. But um, for some people, financing might might be the the better route. It depends on your own circumstance and and what you're willing to do, what you know, what your plans are. And I would say you definitely need to have a plan if you're gonna look for financing. But you know, you still need one regardless. But you know, when you're on the hook for financing, it's it's there's a little more pressure. And you know, I'm not saying don't get discouraged by that or anything like that. But it's it's different. I think again, SBA has tons of programs that help with not only funding, but also starting your business. So if it is that you do need to go through funding, the SBA is there to help. And unlike a lot of the financial institutions, they're not looking to come after you. So if for whatever reason <laughs> you default on the loan, the SBA has still backed you. But ultimately, you'll, you know, you'll, they'll reach out to you and try to work with you. And as long as you're trying to work with them, um, they will. And so a lot of, a lot of times it's, it's advantageous to go through SBA and if you can 
and use the programs that they have available for little to no cost. Okay. And bootstrapping refers to the process of starting a company with only personal savings, including borrowed or invested funds from family or friends, as well as income from initial sales. Yep. What, what is the, um, how much can you make a little bit before you got to start reporting to the IRS? People are like this man crazy. But can't you, can't you like start like your business before you actually start your business? If that makes sense. Yeah. There's a, there's a number that I don't, <laughs> I, not to get into all the legalities again, talk to your CPA. Talk yeah. To your don't, CPA. Hey, I, listen I don't to disclaimer. Don't be coming I, at me. Cause. I, yeah. I don't have a dollar figure in mind, but you know, he yeah, said definitely talk to your professional um, advisor about that offline. Yeah. I am not an accountant. <laughs> I'm not a, whatever. I, I, this is somebody gonna try to get it. Come Very at me, bro. Come at me, bro. But broad general. Hey, we won't touch on that. We'll skip the at one. Okay. Um. So, is there any businesses you want to shout out to Corin Johnson? Shout out to you. Yeah. Um. Is anybody want to give a shout out to any other businesses you would like to shout out as well? Try to draw some businesses. Um. Uh, no, not right now. I think. I think we. I just you know, wanted to come on here and share kind of a broad overview and maybe a little lesson learned. But yeah, if anybody has any questions and wants to reach out afterwards, my email is info at jjohnsoneast.com and you can reach out to me with any questions that you have. All right, Jamie, thank you again so much for your time and joining me on Light Me. You definitely helped out a lot of people. And uh, again, you can reach out to her, ladies and gentlemen, and we all thank you for tuning in. Light Me signing off. Y'all have a blessed week. Thank you.